You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, and I'm Janine Strong. I am happy to have Lani Galera back for another conversation. Lani is a courage coach, freedom fighter, and she's the CEO of Lionheart Publishing and a former professional Hollywood stunt woman. And if you'd like to see her stunt reel, it will be on the webpage when you go to check her out. Uh, She helps inspire, empower, and encourage others to believe in their sovereign freedom. Now, I've had two delightful conversations with her already. One of them is episode 139. The other one is, I think, just about three months ago. So, But I will put links to them on the webpage for this conversation so you can check them out. And today, I believe we are going to be talking about how to shift from 3D to 5D to more gracefully move through this challenging time that we're in. Am I correct, Lonnie? How? Hi, I mean, how? <laughs> Hi, Janine. Thank you for having me. I'm always, uh, always happy to be here and have these conversations with you. And yes, today I would love to talk about shifting from 3D to 5D consciousness. Awesome. Since I didn't speak at all really about your books, just give a little synopsis about what you've been writing, and then we can get into the 3D to 5D. Okay. So as a courage coach, I've been doing that for about six years, way before um, uh, the pandemic started. And when the pandemic... Do you mean the pandemic? That's what I mean. (laughs) You know what I mean. Yes. (laughs) When the entire world fell into fear, I was trying to figure out how do I teach these ones to be brave? How do I teach people to stand up for themselves? And how do I shift their consciousness into a higher vibration? And so I ended up writing or producing a book series called The Brave. The first book is The Brave uh, One. It's called Courage During COVID. And it is 20 individual stories of people who are extremely courageous during these times. Mm-hmm. And they stood up to corruption and um, they spoke out and they didn't go along. They did not comply. They're also known as freedom fighters and truth seekers all across the country here in Canada. Mm-hmm. The second book is called The Brave Speaking Truth to Power. And again, I compiled 20 stories of the strongest voices all across the country of people speaking out at freedom rallies, people starting their own podcasts and their own radio shows and people, even Sean Jason from Druthers, I had him do a chapter in the book, just sharing their perspective and how they developed the courage to stand up and speak out and um, speak their truth to power and then activating the throat chakra. And Mm -hmm. then The third book is called The Brave Ascending Human Consciousness. And now as we're getting up there, we're getting up into the pineal gland and awakening that chakra, there are 20 stories of people all across the country, again, with different perspectives, different healing modalities, different ways of expanding our consciousness, healing from past trauma, and visualizing um, the future that they want. So... The third book is called The Brave Ascending Human Consciousness. And there will be a fourth book, but I feel like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a number of things to happen in the world before I bring out the fourth book. Mm -hmm. But until then, I have developed a program that I'm really excited to talk about today. Excellent. Yeah, it's all about shifting from that 3D to the 5D consciousness and frequencies. So let's start then, my dear, describing or defining what is 3D, what is 5D, and where's 4D? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm not necessarily a quantum physics expert, but I can tell you what I know. And if it Mm -hmm. resonates with you, awesome, and your audience. Mm -hmm. So 3D to me is this like physical reality. Mm -hmm. It's very superficial. It's very materialistic. It's very ego mind driven. So um, having worked in Hollywood, I worked in Hollywood (laughs) for 20 years. um, I think that the entire industry is very 3D, meaning Mm -hmm. that it's all based on fortune, fame, greed, inauthenticity, 
Um, it's all about pretending to be something that you're not. It's all about just superficial materialism. And that's what I consider the 3D world. The 3D world also is made up, made up of all of these systems of control that have enslaved us. And I call that the matrix. So then I also call it the 3D matrix of control. Mm -hmm. And all of those systems include the judicial system, the healthcare system, the schooling indoctrination system. Oh, God. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, the political system, the government, all of these systems that are controlling humanity and suppressing us and keeping us enslaved. I consider all of those 3D aspects of our reality in this dimension okay mm -hmm. now 5d 5d is i mean i have my own ways of explaining it and some people might resonate with this or not but 5d is is um it's a dimension that's made more of light and higher vibrations love it's like a, a christ consciousness mm -hmm. so when they said that jesus christ is coming back I don't necessarily believe the man is coming back. I, I believe his consciousness and what he was trying to teach us, love, compassion, peace, all of these abundance, all of these things, healing capabilities, all of these things are very 5D. And I believe that is definitely coming back if it's not already here. Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah, I think that's an excellent uh, interpretation there, my dear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 5D also embraces like the new earth concept, the new earth technologies, all of these uh, gifts that humanity has been given that have been suppressed and kept from us. Those are all part of the new earth frequency. Mm -hmm. So shifting from 3D to 5D is definitely a process. I have a, a number of ways of doing it. But what happened to 4D, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Where did 4D so, go? <laughs> right. Okay. Again, I'm not an expert in this, but this is how I understand it. Mm -hmm. And 4D has to do with time. It has to do with truth. It has to do with our perception of reality. It has to do with different timelines. I think that... 4D is, is where all of the corruption is being exposed. So um, mm -hmm. we were living in 3D, maybe in the last couple of years since COVID, since all of this um, darkness is being exposed. Maybe that's the 4D area because it mm -hmm. has a lot more to do with all the different versions and the different perceptions of the truth. Because as we all know, there's more than one. <laughs> it sounds kind of like, and please correct me if I'm, I'm not hearing you correctly, <laughs> but um, like the, it sounds like the your sense of 4D is almost like a transition yes. period. Yeah. That's how I understand it. Okay. All right. And the other thing I was thinking is I'm connecting this with like the service to self as opposed to service to others, that whole concept. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. And then this transition from 3D to 5D, I guess we kind of skip over the whole 4D thing because that's the process, that's the gateway, that's the bridge mm -hmm. between okay. the two dimensions of reality. Everybody's at their own different individual frequency, but then the planet is at its own frequency as well. Right. So the Schumann resonance helps us kind of gauge what the frequency is on the planet. Mm -hmm. And um, as that ascends, our collective consciousness ascends, our reality ascends, the timelines ascend. So this is what we're all going through right now is this shift from 3D to 5D. Wow. How do you think, well, first of all, it affects us on all levels, right? Physical, spiritual, emotional, yeah. um, mental. How do you, how do you see people handling this? Like, who, who would you say, or what are the characteristics of someone who is handling this more gracefully than someone who is not? <laughs> So there's many different levels of awareness and levels of consciousness. And this is what I've noticed there. Are, okay. So a lot of the people who are grounded in their 3d mentality, especially, you know, the people who have given away their values and their morals for 
fame and fortune or prosperity or power. I feel like those people have, in a way, sold their soul. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And if they've sold their soul, it's really hard for them to discover their soul guidance, their soul purpose, their soul calling. It's hard for them to follow that soul connection if they kind of sold it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I kind of refer to those people. And these are the people who are the hardest to get through to. And it doesn't matter what you say, because they're on their own journey, they're making their own choices. And um, they're so hard to get through to that I often call these people NPCs. In a video game, we call them NPCs. They're non-player characters. Ah, okay. Since I don't play video games, I was going to ask you what that was. (laughs) Right. So an NPC is just going with their programming. They've been programmed, indoctrinated, mind-controlled, and brainwashed. And there's nothing that I can really say or do to get through to them because they're just going along with their programming. Now, if somebody still has a soul connection, those are the people I want to talk to. I want to, I want to connect with their soul. I want to mm-hmm. have a conversation with their soul. I want to start talking about karma and dharma and soul contracts and our reason for being here on the planet. Mm-hmm. I want to get right into, like, I, I love deep conversations. There's <laughs> absolutely nothing superficial about me. <laughs> and yeah, I want to get right into it. It's a lot easier for me to connect and resonate with people who still have a soul connection I just kind of put my energy and my focus towards those people. All of mm-hmm. the rest of the people are going to do whatever they're going to do, and it doesn't have anything to do with me. And I don't know if I can reach them. Yeah, I, I think there's, um, for people who haven't heard of Matthias Desmet, he has a new book out called The Psychology of Totalitarianism. Ooh. And it's really good. He's He speaks of mass formation. I'm sure you've heard of mass formation psychosis. Yep. The whole idea of mass formation on the high wire, uh, let's see, I think it was two weeks ago, there's a segment. In fact, I think I'll put... I will put a link to it in oh, good. The, on like the web page it. because it was an excellent, because I've heard him speak many times, but I just thought this particular segment really pulled it all together and um, how mass formation uh, occurs. And he goes throughout history too, not just to not like Nazi Germany, but he goes even farther back in history. Also, he brings in spirituality. I just thought it was excellent. So anyway, I will put a link to that on the web page. Mm-hmm. Great. Write that down while you're talking so I don't forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking is, so we have people who are deeply into this narrative, we'll call it, but they're they're the ones who are doing it. There's the ones that are doing it on purpose. They're like the controllers, or I like to call them the predators, frankly. Right. Um, and, you know, I've thought about you know, are any of those people going to wake up or, or even if they have awoken, can they do anything? Can they admit that, you know, they were bribed or they were coerced or, or they were taken in by this whole narrative, the, you know, the who and WF and Klaus Schwab and right. Harari or whatever his name is. But then there are the people though, that they have convinced that, that the mass formation has, Uh, control of and that you just you can't you can't say anything to them I've found they Mm -hmm. just get angry I I, yeah so what I found is that when people are living in those lower vibrations of fear even if they do have some sort of an epiphany or some sort of an awakening by the way there's many different levels of awakening and Mm -hmm. many different kinds of awakening right Mm -hmm. but even if they do um have um an understanding that, okay, maybe we were lied to. This is what I find with people living in the lower vibrations of fear. It's like they are, they're afraid to believe in the good things coming. They're afraid to believe in all of the possibilities and opportunities. And I kind of liken it to a person that is afraid of love. Like a person that's had their heart broken so many times that they're afraid to believe that true love is possible in their lives. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. So if you're living in a lower vibration of fear, you don't, it's almost like they don't want to believe in all the good things coming. They don't want to believe in the amazing uh, things that are actually happening all over the planet right now. So when you tell them um, the whole entire purpose of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, they don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to believe how amazing, like all of the, they don't want to look at the light because right. it's been burnt so many times before. Right. And my understanding with that is that the Supreme Court never should have ruled on that. It's not, the, the Supreme Court is meant to rule on things that are, have to do with the Constitution, right? And the amendments. And abortion was never part of that. It should be the states who, who decide. That's well, that's right. But I mean, the fact that they brought it back down to the states is a very, very good thing. Right. So basically, they they made it, they didn't make it legal as a like a federal thing. This is what I see happening. I see all with all of these Supreme Court decisions that are happening. Um, what they're doing is they're bringing the power back down to the individual, back down to the communities, and they're removing the power from the globalists and the elites from the federal power. And they're bringing it all back down. And this is ultimately where our society is going to go. It's going to, um, like, our communities are going to have a lot more control. The entire governmental system is going to be reduced by about 90% of all of the bureaucracy and the regulation and the rules and the mandates and all these things are going to be removed. Ultimately, I don't know how long this is going to take, but this is the beginning of the people starting to take their power back. And this is why it's so exciting, right? Because every one of those decisions is slowly, slowly, incrementally giving people back their power to choose and decide for themselves how they want to live and what they want to do with their bodies. Right. And I find it interesting that the people who are screaming and so upset feel like that power is being taken away. And how many of those people now who are my body, my choice, when you ask them, well, what about the jab? What about the vaccine? Is it still, you know, and they're like, well, that's different. You know? Yeah. Well, I also think that a lot of those people that are going along with that narrative, it's a very dark programming. So I feel like this darkness comes out of them. You can see when they get, um, they start screaming and yelling. Oh God, I know. I've seen some videos. It's just terrible. That's such a dark energy. Oh, and it's, yes, very dark. I mean, to see the dark side flip out like that, I, I think that's a good thing. Because they're panicking, because the light is winning. Mm -hmm. And if for people, here's another thing I'm going to post on the webpage. If people haven't heard of uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf, um, she is amazing. She is a journalist and she was a political consultant. And she, like myself, very, very Democrat and who has changed their mind. Yeah. Uh, she wrote a beautiful Substack piece on Roe versus Wade, and it was a, a really different, she's very, very bright, a very different perspective on that. And I'm going to post that because I I sent it out to a bunch of people and they were all like, wow, very interesting. That was really, really good. And I, I think her perspective is excellent. And she also is part of a group that has about 3,000 researchers, high quality from, you know, all different sciences and medical and uh, areas. And they have been combing through the FOIA documents from Pfizer. Right. She usually every day has a report. They've been putting together reports about the documents and what was known before uh, the shots even came out. It's quite interesting. So she's very dedicated and she has a new book out called The Bodies of Others, which I'm listening to. I'm not sure if listening to it's the best way. It might be better really to read it. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really good book about what's going on. Right. What was her name again? Naomi Wolf. All right. Dr. Naomi Wolf. Yep. And The Bodies of Others is, is the book. Yeah, I really love reading content, but sometimes um, it's more convenient for me to listen to it while I'm driving or hiking or something. Yeah, yeah, driving or cooking or, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice to have uh, something to listen to. 
There's definitely a not enough time in the day for me to take in all of the information that I would like to take in. <laughs> I agree. And plus, you don't want to spend all day doing that. You want to do other things too. So that's right. I know I I can hear because my husband's been working outside a lot. And I can always tell where he is because he's got either X-22 report or uh, the dollar vigilante or, you know, Cliff High or whoever, you know, speaking in the background while he's always got something going while he's working outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really enjoy taking in all of the different perspectives. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I leave whatever doesn't resonate with me and I take um, whatever does and um, yeah and then I also use a lot of my own intuition sure. to decide what what it is that I want to believe right right I agree Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about, and you and I were talking a little bit about CERN. I think we should talk about that, but let's first talk about your, what do we, what do we call it, a program or your, yeah. okay, how, how do we shift from 3D to 5D? What, so what this is really about is raising our frequency, correct? Our personal That's frequency? Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. And what I always say to people, if they really want to go down this path and start their journey, because everybody's on their own journey and on their own level of awakening. Mm -hmm. But um, the biggest difference that any one of us can make in the world is always to start with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And starting with ourselves means that we have to go inward and do our self -devel development, personal growth work, our spiritual work. The first part of doing that is always looking at our own self-awareness like why do we behave the way that we do why do we have the beliefs and the thoughts and um, the actions and the habits that we do and that almost always is originated in some sort of childhood trauma that we then have to go revisit and kind of process and um, move that energy through us because if we haven't already processed it, it's probably manifesting in some physical form in our body. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is all a process of completing our karmic cycles. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. our karma is always about the major life lessons that we came here to learn. So, um, yeah, doing our shadow work, doing our personal growth work, healing from past trauma. Oh, and I just like to point out too that it may not be trauma. It may just be conditioning, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we have the personalities and the hopes and fears of our mom and our dad. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that, that always affects us, right? It may not be trauma, but it may be just what we've picked up or inherited uh, from our parents. Absolutely. Um, you know, Joe Dispenza says that our personality is created by our personal reality and our personal reality is created by our thoughts, our behaviors and our emotions. Why don't you say that again? That's I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Okay, Joe Dispenza says our person personal personality mm -hmm. is created by our personal reality which is created by our thoughts, our behaviors, and in our emotions. Mm -hmm. So if we want to change anything in our lives, we have to look at our thoughts, our behaviors, and our emotions, and our ability to process those emotions. Mm -hmm. So that's always where we have to go inward, and we have to kind of figure out why do we think the things that we think? What, where do these automatic thoughts come from? And then why do we do the things that we do? What are these behaviors all about? And who taught us these behaviors? And then how do we process our emotions? Because nobody was ever taught how to process their emotions in, as a child, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't have the capability to process our emotions as a child, that's exactly why a lot of the things that may seem quite innocent or harmless um, a lot of the things that happened to us as a child, if we didn't have the capability of processing that emotion at, at that time, then we suppress it and we, it goes inwards and um, it turns into some form of a trauma that then has an effect on the rest of our lives. So it could be something like um, our mother walked away from us for five minutes at the grocery store, but that that moment could mm -hmm result in pretty severe abandonment issues <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives. Yes, very often it can be something that is seems very innocuous, right? But yeah. but because of 
where we're at at the time, we interpret it in a way that is traumatic. That's right. And then I personally have overcome a lot of my fears and past traumas of uh, rejection, abandonment, not being good enough. But uh, the process of, of our overcoming all of those um, past fears and traumas in my life, that that is what my own spiritual journey and my personal development has been all about. Mm -hmm. So I have developed the tools and the skills to overcome those things because I, I went through all of that as a child. This is what the whole entire journey is all about. And then as we're completing our karmic cycles, we're learning how to detach from all of the people, places and things that we've, um, we've been holding on to so tight in our lives. And we also learn how to forgive. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. detaching and forgiving are two of the most powerful ways for us to start as an individual to start to take our power back. Mm -hmm. This is how we start. Um, uh, if we don't forgive somebody, then we're holding on to this energetic cord of connection. It could be resentment or guilt or pain or some anger or whatever it is. If we don't learn how to forgive, then that person, unbeknownst to them, they are going to be draining all of our energy mm -hmm. because we haven't forgiven them. But if we can go through the process and learn how to forgive, we're actually starting to take our power back and we're starting to take our energy back and we're detaching from all of the things, the people, places and things in our lives that have been draining our energy. And when we start to take our power back, that is elevating our frequency that mm -hmm. is um elevating our consciousness as well and as we start to elevate our frequency and consciousness we're elevating up into a place of like love mm -hmm. acceptance peace joy and from that place that is where we want to manifest the life that we want we we're always manifesting but we don't want to manifest from a lower vibration because obviously whatever you're feeling the emotion the energy that you're focusing on at the time that's what you're going to draw more of into your life so you can't manifest the life of your dreams if you're living in a state of fear true so true. we have to elevate our consciousness up into a higher vibration where then we can manifest everything that we've ever wanted very easily and um yeah that's what my fourth book is all about it's about manifestation mm-hmm Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you have what what kinds of things can okay, so if somebody's listening to this, and they say, that sounds awesome. But what do I actually do? Mm -hmm. What's a first step? Okay, well, um, for my program, you can get more information about the program on my website, which is www.ladybravenofthepride.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it is going to be a four to six week program where I go through all of these different skills and these tools and these actions and activities and um, kind of challenges and kind of homework that I give people to do their own personal growth work and to elevate them into a higher vibration and a higher level of consciousness. Okay. It is a process and they have to do the work. That's mm -hmm. it. That's why it's called the work. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all have to do our own work. And the reason most people are resistant is because when doing the work involves going back into those places that are really uncomfortable and painful. And a lot of people, they're the origin of their fears. Like we really have to look at that. We can't just ignore whatever it is that we're afraid of in our lives because everything we've always ever wanted in our lives is on the other side of our fears. So a lot of people yeah. are a little bit resistant to doing their work because, um, because it's bringing up past trauma, because it's painful, uncomfortable, because it, um, it doesn't feel good at all. And this is what shadow work is. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, I can give people the tools and you know, I can kind of guide them and show them the way, but they got to do their own work. So it's going to involve um, a lot of exercises and contemplation, um, maybe even meditation mm -hmm. um, and 
yeah, some exercises that are going to help shift their perspective and their understanding of their own reality, their own life purpose, their own reason for being, and what it is that they want to create for themselves in the future. Awesome. So let's say, though, that someone says, what's the point? The planet's going to hell. <laughs> Let's <laughs> okay. talk about what we were discussing a little bit before we started recording with, um, is it Michael Jaco? Is that the person? Jaco or Jaco? Right, Michael and, Jaco. Yeah, and, the, and, and CERN and some of that information that you were telling me that gives me some hope. <laughs> right, okay. So um, I, I'm a courage coach. I encourage people. <laughs> and I also believe in all the good things coming. So my vision of the future, this is what I call a light worker. They hold high vibrational light. Light is information. Mm -hmm. So if you can hold that information and share it with everybody that you know, then you're sharing and spreading the light. So Michael Jaco, he he was he did a podcast, I think it was with Nicholas Vienemann, um, just the other day, and they were talking about CERN, and he was saying that CERN has been taken over uh, by the White Hats, and I'm not sure how long ago this happened, but the original plans for CERN, okay, so CERN is a technology, it's the Hydron Collider, it is a technology that was given to us by the ETs. Okay. And um, but the dark forces took it over because they were trying to shift the timeline. They were trying to keep us all enslaved. They didn't want us awakening. They didn't want us. They didn't want the collective conscious ascension to happen. So they were going to use CERN to open up the gates of hell. <laughs> and it was a very a very dark project and it was run by the dark forces but since the white hats have taken it over they are now utilizing the same technology to expedite the great awakening to help elevate the timeline and to shift the entire consciousness on the planet like who knows what's going to happen in the next couple days or weeks or yes and let's let's put this in context time wise because people don't know what date so this is Tuesday, July 5th. And yeah. this is when the Hadron Collider is the CERN is supposed to go back online again. It already did this morning. Right. It's a, I watched so, the video live. So that's why we're talking about this now, because this is, it, it hasn't been in operation for, I forget how many years, but they've been working three on years. three years. Okay. And, yeah. and it went online again today. So this is why yeah. we're bringing this up now. Okay. Yeah, and I just want to remind everybody that everything that they say, especially publicly, <laughs> it is all scientific jargon and quantum physics, and they do that intentionally so you don't really know what the hell they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and they're not, they're not going to give you their agenda. They're not going to tell you what they're really doing, but they do want you to know that this is happening. And um, it's just like NASA. NASA exists, and NASA is uh, a real agency, but everything that they share with the public is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I don't believe that that means that the Earth is flat or anything, but um, there is a, a, a base on the moon. That's why they faked the whole entire moon landing. And there is another base in Antarctica, and that's why... Um, they say that nobody's ever been down there and they've been in an alliance with the Galactic Federation and the Earth Alliance. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on and around our planet that NASA hasn't told anybody right. because they're not allowed to do a full disclosure mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to do a full disclosure because then they would have to admit that they've been in alignment with the dark forces and they've been enslaving humanity. So I do believe that maybe today, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe this week, there is going to be a full disclosure and all of humanity is going to become aware and know about their galactic connections, their galactic origins, their galactic family, mm -hmm. all of the galactic connections. And this is also going to help bring about that 5D new earth. All of this has been prophesized and foretold in over 30 different religions and cultures around the world. So
So this is all happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's really exciting. And uh, once again, I believe in the good things coming and all of the possibilities and opportunities. And I'm just waiting for it all to happen. Well, you know, the other thing is that you there are reports over the years of nuclear tests or at nuclear events being mm-hmm. shut down. Oh, right? yeah. So the Galactic Federation shut down all of the n- active uh, nuclear missiles and test sites around the world because they didn't want us using that technology to, to, to destroy ourselves. Right. Because what happens here is important. My understanding, listening mm-hmm. to Cosmic Disclosure, um, yeah. and by the way, speaking of the moon, I think uh, in this last season, he talks about how the moon is actually artificial. Right. Um, but it's hollow. There's a base inside mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. I've actually been there, Janine. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into that, but I asked for travel and I've actually been there. I was there for some flight training. It was like a Jedi training facility. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I've been astral flying and um, flying in my dreams since mm-hmm. I was young and mm-hmm. I've got four different ways of flying and um, there is a difference between flying your, in your dream and astral traveling, but I did find myself on the on the on a base on the moon, mm-hmm. and um, specifically there, I was learning how not to astral travel but to fly. And yeah, I have to work on my uh, my Zoom capabilities and mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, my coordination. I guess it is okay. So I was in, it was like a military base mm-hmm. and I specifically remember uh, one of my instructors at the time who was in military clothing and um, as I took off, I almost kicked him in the head and he was an African, <laughs> he was an African American gentleman and we kind of laughed about it and I took off wow. and like I remember little snips like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Also with Antarctica, in these conversations with this guy, Tim, on Cosmic Disclosure, uh, there's a whole episode on Antarctica, and he talks about the Nazis having a base there. Mm -hmm. And also, I I believe if he said that most of the countries, at least the major countries, have facilities there, and it's kind of like a neutral zone. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's there's the ETs that are there underground, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Gaia. There's a lot of information on there. Yes. Mm-hmm. it's For those who are interested in this sort of thing, Cosmic Disclosure with Emery Smith. It's on season 17 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Tim, it starts with the last four episodes in season 14. And then it, it progresses through and... Can I make another suggestion of for course. your audience? If anybody's interested in, in all of this, um, there's a couple movies that I really enjoyed um, mm-hmm. with uh, David Wilcock. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did Above Majestic. Above okay. Majestic gets right into the ET presence on the planet and all of the technology that's been given to us. Uh, it gets right into like like all of the the dark forces and the dark ETs, the negative ETs. And, and then, uh, the cosmic secret is another one with, uh, David Wilcock, but also Emery Smith is in both of those as well. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of names that you might recognize, um, that were involved in the secret space program that have been abducted by, aliens and have connections with different alien groups and in et races and um Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean if you're interested in all of that stuff there has been a soft disclosure for humanity we just haven't had a full disclosure and by the way did you know that the entire star trek series is a soft disclosure star wars battlestar galactica stargate atlantis all of these alien TV shows and series that were shown to humanity are soft disclosure and they're actually real. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you're familiar. Did we talk about Valiant Thor last time? I don't think so. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you familiar with Valiant Thor? No. Mm -mm. 
Valiant Thor is a Venusian that came here in 1957, and he landed right in Washington and <laughs> in his spaceship and he went right up to the White House and and had a conversation with President Eisenhower at the time and he was trying to convince the President of the United States at that time to align themselves with the Galactic Federation and the positive ETs but it was already too late because they had already aligned themselves with the dark forces and they were already um, take enslaving and taking over humanity. So they did not do a full disclosure back then. They weren't allowed to. Mm -hmm. um, Valiant Thor then went tr and traveled around the world for three years trying to convince all of the world leaders to align themselves with the, the Galactic Federation and, and they wouldn't. So Valiant Thor is still a part of uh, the Galactic Federation and he's still working on our behalf, trying to save humanity and with the Earth Alliance. And um, back in 1960 or 61, I'm not sure which one it was, but there was a channeling. And I think it was by Majestic 12 or the Orion Group. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on these, these words, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> these, these specific groups. But there was a channeling and it was given to Gene Roddenberry who is mm -hmm. the creator of the Star Trek series. Right. So all of that information about the technology and the different races and um, all of that information was given to him and they asked him to do a soft disclosure for humanity. And that's why he created the entire Star Trek series. Interesting. I, I'm not surprised. And I had known about the connection with Eisenhower. I just hadn't heard a name, can, you mm. know, as to who it was that, uh, but I, I know that he had been contacted and yeah. Yeah. I know there are so many things that are coming out. What I find fascinating is, um, you know, technology can be used for good or for evil. And there is a lot of healing technology coming out now that I'm just mm -hmm. amazed, you know, and fascinated with. Some of it I'm experimenting with myself. There's so much that's been kept from us. Yeah, that can help the planet and and help humans. I mean, so much of the suffering that is happening here does not need to be at all. That's right. But it's because they, you know, I call, like I said, I call them the predators, um, the elite, whoever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. They're holding it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a lot of good things coming. And I think people really need to do their own personal growth work so that they can elevate themselves into a place where they can start to believe in the good things coming. Because if they're in a lower vibration, they won't even believe that any of this is possible. But I, I would encourage your audience to start thinking about the implications of what peace on earth for a thousand years, what does that mean? Hmm. What does that look like? No more war, no more child and sex trafficking, no more corruption and greed and evil on the planet. Can you even conceptualize what that looks like and the possibilities? There is always going to be good and bad, wrong and right, up and down, left and right, and like yin and yang. There's always going to be a balance, mm -hmm. but there's going to be no more slavery, and there's going to be no more evil, all of that pedophilia shit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. All of that is going to be gone. Also, the possibility of natural health we're going to be able to live a lot longer than the average 80, 90 years. We're going to be able to live as long as we want to. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to live um, with our consciousness. We're going to be able to maybe even explore the, the galaxy and go traveling. Instead of going to Mexico for a couple months, why don't you just <laughs> go to Mars for five years, right? Mm -hmm. There's like people have to start opening their minds to all of the possibilities and the implications of the new technologies. You know that they've had anti-gravitic technology for, I don't know, like 80 years or more. These are going to be coming out soon. Flying cars, anti-gravitic flying devices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And what about the the stargates and the the transporters and everything that we saw on um, Star Trek? The 3D printers. You want a steak um, with fries, and you you push a button, and all of a sudden you have a steak with fries, exactly the way that you want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things, med beds. There is there is a lot, just like the Jetsons. <laughs> I know it sounds funny and I probably sound crazy, but I don't know. This is the way I see the world. So Yeah, not to me. It's just, you know, I think the challenging part is going to be to hang in there because I think we mm-hmm. do have a challenging time ahead as the old norms, corruption and all dissolves is is uh, what's the word I want? It, you know, is is brought to everyone's attention, right. and the the transition. I mean, maybe it could be. I just don't see it as being uh, particularly nice. Um, right. I think it's, it's going to be challenging. I mean, look at look at how they're trying to st- starve everyone. They're yeah. You know, okay. I, so do you remember me talking, or maybe I didn't share this with you already, but I have an analogy that has, is part of the personal transformation process and it it is the Phoenix rising. Mm -hmm. So the Phoenix on an individual basis, let's start there, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the Phoenix, um, it sits in a fire of its own creation. And this is what's happening when, whenever somebody's going through a divorce or they're going through, they lose their job or they, you know, they have a serious illness. Mm-hmm. They sit in the fire of their own creation because their reality and their lives have they have created for themselves for a very specific reason because they had to learn some very specific lessons. And we're getting back into soul contracts and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But they sit in the fire and the fire is painful. And ultimately, we're all forged by the fire. And it is the pain and it is the difficulty and it is the challenge that elevates us, that that propels us forward, that motivates us to um, attain a higher possibility or, or an opportunity. And while we're sitting in the fire, we have an opportunity to burn away all of the things that are no longer us. So you just mentioned the food chain. Mm-hmm. I believe that all of humanity is going through this collective Phoenix process, and they're all sitting in the fire of their own creation. So if all of our food is taken away from us, what is the ultimate outcome of that? People are going to have to learn how to be more self-reliant. People are going to have to learn that all of the food that is made in all of the factories and the farms is not good for them. It is toxic. It is part of the problem it is the reason we have been suppressed so if all of that gets taken away from us now what do we do we're going to have to grow our own food grow our own vegetables we're going to have to support each other and develop community and this is what it's all about right we Mm -hmm. have to start going back to community so yes People are going to lose their jobs. People are going to lose their income. People are going to struggle to put food on their table. But this is all a part of the collective dark night of the soul or the Phoenix process that is ultimately going to elevate all of humanity into a higher vibration and frequency. Excellent. Yes. And I, I do think that it doesn't have to be you know, we can make it harder than it needs to be, right? Right. Um, and I and and a part of this is also helping to wake people up. That's right. Because none of none of what's going on right now is by accident or coincidence. That's right. A hundred percent. I agree with you. Everything is divine by design. Everything is on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, that's the way I see the world. And I know not everybody shares that same perspective, but we're all at different levels of awareness and consciousness. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if if people are 
thinking, okay, I need to do some work on myself because that's where we have to start, right? And right. because as you oftentimes, I have found that when you would really like someone else or something else to change, if you first change yourself, then it just kind of flows out and, and it has a ripple effect. Right. So um, did you just say that we want other people to change? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who do we want to change? Well, we don't actually have any control over that. Right. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, but, mm-hmm. but what we do have control over is ourselves. Right. right. We can, that's, mm-hmm. that's where, that's where we need to work. And if I know that in Cosmic Disclosure, Tim is constantly saying, we are all one. We are all source. We're, right. you know, we're, we're Ooh, just we're getting deep today. Yeah. We're just, <laughs> you know, we're just various out projections of, of the one, but we're all, we're all one. Right. Right. And we're all different, different mirrors, different versions of our one consciousness. Mm-hmm. We're like 7 billion different versions of the collective consciousness. This is where, this is where our intuitive skills come in our, and our divine guidance and our claircognizance and our clairaudience, because we all have one consciousness that we've been split up into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, my favorite analogy is the ocean right. and drops of rain. We're like the drops of rain. In, mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in the ocean, and we're all one, but we're each individual drops of rain, right? That's with our right. own, with our own uh, crystalline structure. Yeah. So this is why it's important, like do no harm. That was the ultimate God's law, right? Mm-hmm. There's only one real God's law, and it means do no harm. <laughs> right. And not only just to others, but to self. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, if everyone lived by that, really, yeah. really lived by that, we wouldn't need all the government, all the laws that we Bingo. have. Bingo. Bingo. All the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we all just had that awareness and that consciousness of peace, love, unity, and prosperity, abundance, health, and, and nature, if we all got right back down to nature then we don't need to be governed. We don't need any higher authority over us that's telling us how to live our lives. We are our own authority. And this is another thing I would highly recommend that people start learning about natural law and Mm -hmm. what it means to stand under our own authority. And there's many different names you can... Um, you can call it, I don't know if it's ever been one thing, but common law or equity law, uh, natural law, divine law, universal law, whatever you want to call it, like there is a higher power. We, we need to learn how to stand under our own authority. Yes. And a person who's really, really good um, that I like to listen to is, is A Warrior Calls. Yeah, Christopher James. Christopher James. Mm-hmm. That's right. I just did a podcast the other day also with Paul Unslaved. He's mm. in Arizona. He's okay. in the United States, but he's highly intelligent. He's got a lot of information. Um, he really knows his stuff, and he is a prime example of the Phoenix process because he had a really rough upbringing, and he's used that uh, that fire to forge him into – Uh, someone that is sharing this higher consciousness, higher intelligence and information so that other people can discover what it means to be a sovereign, what it means to be um, free, unslaved. Wow. Um, Would you send me a link to him? And I'll put that I'll put that on the web page, too. We'll have lots of um, lots of great information for people. Yeah. Wow. Is there anything that um, you would like to wrap up with? Mm. This has been excellent. I really appreciate. I really appreciate who you are, Lani. I really. Oh, you've got, thank and, you. Yeah, and I, you know, you really do. I feel like you really do walk your talk. So. Ah, oh, thank you very much. The only thing I'd really like to leave people with is that this whole entire concept of manifestation, and that means that whatever you're focusing on, 
is the frequency and vibration of what you're going to attract more of in your life. So if we can wake up every day in a state of gratitude, like think of five things that you're grateful for every single solitary morning, and it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day, and it sets your vibration at that higher higher state. And then, um, yeah, just be conscious of what kind of information that you're taking in and how it makes you feel. If it doesn't make you feel good, just walk away. And that's with information, people, places, and things. So, um, yeah, I would just encourage people to be in a state of gratitude and try and find, um, try and find all of the light in their lives. <laughs> well, you know, and and sometimes it's a challenge. I know sometimes if I'm feeling really down or disgusted or whatever, and I'm like, oh, you know, why mm -hmm. am I here? I want to go home. But Absolutely. then, you know, and then I, okay, what am I grateful for? You know, mm -hmm. I'm grateful for my animals. I'm grateful for my gardens and, yeah. you know, and, and the orchard and, and the, the fresh air and the good water. And, yeah. you know, I, it, you just... And then it helps. It really does. Uh, right. But, but and then also community is really important right now. Like surround yourself with like-minded people that you can process all of this with. Do not surround yourself with people who like to argue, people who put you down, people who belittle you, people who are on a different wavelength because they're not going to go in the same direction that you're going and they're only going to hold you back like an anchor. So community is really important. Surround yourself with like-minded people that are going the same direction as you are and try and hold that high vibrational light. Even though it's really difficult right now, there's a lot of intense energy that's hitting the planet right now. And I personally, I think I told you, I've been going through these tsunami waves of emotions mm -hmm. and sometimes mm -hmm. I'm on top of the world and sometimes I'm like what are we doing here yep <laughs> <laughs> I hear you I hear you and and sometimes what I find the what really helps is to try to step out of yourself and just kind of watch yourself go through it right as opposed to being um stuck in it right you know, so see being, it as more of a flow be, become the observer mm -hmm. Become mm -hmm. the observer of your own life. And this is a really po important part of becoming more self-aware and then self-actualizing yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's just becoming the observer of your own thoughts, behaviors, and emotions right. and how you process that. Right. That is like the primary step to doing your own personal growth work. It really is. And I, I find it such a good tool. I know sometimes, uh, I, oh, like I'll be break uh, not breaking things but but maybe injuring you know bumping into things and dropping things and, and I kind of step out and be like wow this is interesting you know mm -hmm. how come this is happening to me right now where where's my mind at you know right I usually find that when stuff like that happens I'm thinking something I'm angry about something usually right. you know and I'm not expressing it so it's kind mm -hmm. of it's leaking out right you know that also <laughs> happens a lot when we're not necessarily grounded mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh, in that situation, I would highly recommend that you go put your feet in the dirt mm -hmm. right. <laughs> and you ground yourself and you offload a lot of those electrons, positive electrons, and you just connect to nature again. I don't know whether it's like hugging a tree or jumping in the river or the ocean or just putting walking barefoot on the ground. Mm -hmm. Just get connected to nature. And when you're fully grounded in your body then you're not going to bump into so many things. Yeah. And you're going to be a lot more clear with your thought and your words and your intentions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or just like finding, you know, there's a difference between responding to and reacting to. Yeah. And I find it interesting, like when I react to something mm -hmm. rather than respond, I, right. I can catch myself and I'll go, wow, that's interesting. You know, well, what, what was that about? Yeah, a reaction is almost always based on fear. Mm -hmm. So you're reacting from some sort of a fear. But a response comes from a contemplation or a mindset. Like it's something that you've already prepared for and you are, are capable of responding in a certain way. So maybe something that you've thought about. If this happens, I'm going to do this. I'm going to respond in this way. Um, whereas a lot of people... Uh, their immediate reaction of fight, flight, 
freeze comes from some sort of fear or some sort of a threat. So Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. react out of fear and they respond out of courage Mm -hmm. or or building a courageous mindset. Yeah. And I think sometimes just taking a nice, long, deep breath before Mm -hmm. responding or reacting, you're you're much more likely to go into response mode than than just do a knee-jerk reaction. Because a a react to me being reactive is there's no conscious thought. It's it's based on previous experience, right? Right. So it's just it's it's just like a knee-jerk thing. Whereas a response is more thoughtful. Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think especially in these times that's really important. I mean I see I see so many videos of people being reactive and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. And it's usually, it's usually a, a lot of anger, you know, mm-hmm. that just, it, it, it's, oh my God. I mean, it's, it's kind of freaky, right? <laughs> you know, it, it's also, just, sorry, no, go ahead. I also like to say that people react out of fear and they respond out of love. Mm. So at every decision, every choice that we have to make, we have a choice between fear and love. You can react out of fear or you can choose or respond out of love. Mm -hmm. And um, always, if you have time to contemplate the consequences of your actions, then that is out of love. Self-love. Excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a good place to end. So how can people connect with you? Okay. So I have a Facebook page, Lady Braven of the Pride. I have an Instagram at Lady underscore Braven. And then I have my website, www.ladybravenofthepride.com. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really, you know, I really honor you for all that you do to inspire others. And um, it's really important. We all need inspiration right now. We all need to have the courage to stand up for what we believe in, um, to stand up for human rights, to stand up for for humanity and freedom. And, um, you know, it takes people like you to help the rest of us feel free to do that. Thank you very much. And Janine, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations about soul purpose lately, mm-hmm. soul mm-hmm. purpose and Dharma. And I really do feel like I'm, I'm doing what I came here to do. And part of that is by helping other people figure out what the hell they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I've been having a lot of conversations about soul purpose and dancing with Dharma and um, figuring out what our soul contracts are how to complete our karmic reverberation cycles. Awesome, because that's really important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm always asking, you know, what am I doing here? Am I doing what I I should be doing? Not not should and I shouldn't say should, but what Mm -hmm. I came here to do. You know, right. what, I, what I what I wanted to do, what I wanted to accomplish right. in being here in this body at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. there's a number of ways to figure that out for yourself, aside from going to a psychic medium mm-hmm. or some tarot card reader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what is what is one way to do that? Okay, well, you have to look at the, your life path. What are the major lessons that you've learned in your life? What are the things that you're drawn to? What are your passions? So yeah, a lot of children, a lot of people, myself included, a lot of people were never taught to follow their passion when they were younger. Mm. They were told to do the opposite, actually. But your passions have everything to do with your whole purpose for being here. So um, you have to look at your life lessons. You have to look at the major challenges that you've overcome or you haven't. Um, you have to look at what you were drawn to in school, what you were passionate about, what kind of sports activities that you really like to do, what you feel called to do. You know, there's a number of journaling exercises that can help you find that divine guidance within yourself and that inspiration. And it it all has to do with like um, discovering your own guidance and your own intuition and connecting to your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> here I was wrapping up, but I thought, well, you know, I think this is a this <laughs> is a it, no, no. I I wanted you to because I I think it's an important topic, and mm-hmm. um, we all want to know, feel like know that we're here doing what we're supposed to be doing. 
right. not just spinning our wheels. That's right. Yeah. Once we discover like our, the real meaning of our own lives, and we're the only ones that could ever say that, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. nobody can ever tell you what you're doing here. Right. Right. <laughs> um, once we really kind of figure it out, it just ignites this fire within us and this passion and everything that we do is in alignment with our dharma our reason for being here and our purpose for being here on the planet and it just gives so much more energy and meaning and self-love to our very existence well i think what you just said was important that if you have passion for something that's Mm -hmm. probably what you're supposed to be doing yeah it's in alignment (laughs) with it for sure right yeah right Mm -hmm. well Okay, thank you once again. And everyone, remember the podcast website is realjanine.com, J-A-N-E-A-N. And you can listen to all the episodes there or you can download them to listen to them later. I also now am using, I figured out what the problem with BitChute was. They changed their policy so that unless you have a subscription, you could only put up two uh, megabytes. And all of my video slideshows are longer than that, but they didn't tell anybody, so I had to switch over to Rumble. But now that I have it figured out, I'm going to do use both BitChute and Rumble. So uh, you have your choice there if you like the video slideshows. And please remember to subscribe while you're there. Do you know someone who would find this conversation with Lonnie Galera interesting, perhaps inspiring, perhaps even empowering? Please share the love. Until next time, take care. And as always, be well.